Welcome to the Let It Bleed podcast, a place where you can hear the liquor-fueled ramblings of two narcissistic wizards who conjure the essence of inspirational people every week and bring it straight to you. Just how do you plan on doing that? Magic. Motherfucker. And now for the wizards themselves, David Amaya and Phil Arroyo. What's up, dude? Oh, man. Happy apocalypse, my friends. How you oh, doing? Oh, come on. Do you really think it's the apocalypse? <laughs> okay. Oh, dude. Because, well, I mean, I can't tell, to be honest with you, just because, like, it is a really confusing and crazily escalating time. Like, you know, whether it's really, like, how much of it is, is warranted. I know we're going to talk about this. You're going to, like, go into this. But I feel like some people are freaking out, or a lot more people are freaking out more than what they need to be freaking out with. With the to- all like a lot of other nonsense, you know, like in the wrong ways, I should say, they're like doing the wrong. They're not being productive about this whole thing, you know. Well, yeah, that's definitely uh, true. Um, yeah, yeah, no, actually, the kind of the bigger reason why I, I do want to get this out there today and focus on the one topic because I'm actually seeing a lot of people who are not uh, really preparing or don't have the the. They really should be a little bit more worried than they are because, it, you know, panic is not going to help anybody. All right. And us as individuals and probably anybody listening to this individually, uh, the chances of you being perfectly fine uh, are, are pretty good, you know, uh, from a health perspective. But that is, right. yeah, that is um, kind of not the only thing to worry. The worry. About. Yeah. True. And, yeah. And you know, I think the my favorite uh, the the way that I read uh, somebody put it, what a fucked up sentence that was. Let me try that again. So my favorite way of uh, summarizing the situation that I've heard so far is somebody said, "Corona is a black light, and America is a cum stained hotel room." And <laughs> that's true. That was the most eloquent way I think I have seen it summarized thus far. Because, yeah, no, it's um, it's going to be a problem. Um, I don't know how familiar are you with uh, the situation in Italy or Iran? Yeah, well, I know that Italy is on a complete lockdown. I understand that the stock market is going to fucking crash. I understand that, uh, you know, people are like they're canceling all the music festivals and everything already. And people are more freaked out about that than they seem to be about the virus and how quickly it spreads. But it's just really difficult, I think, for people uh, to kind of understand how, you know, what all that stuff is, because I think it's kind of escalating a lot quicker. Um, They're focusing on on the virus still, too, but they don't really understand, like, that it's kind of the freaking out about the virus that's going to create a lot of problems, uh, you know, for us. Like, and I know that you're going to go into how it's affecting us or how our current um, president is is really like fucking us over in this situation. I, um, I don't want to. I don't even really want to dwell on that part too much because I, okay. I do feel like people know. But uh, I mean, it can't be understated how much he has truly fucked us in the situation. But even a very competent president, let's say we've had, let's say this happened and Obama, it was on Obama's watch. This still would be a very very difficult situation a national disaster right there's really no right. there's really no way around it and right but so go ahead if you made the the worst possible decision at every point that's going to be the difference between maybe uh you know a few hundred thousand casualties versus millions which is um the kind of the road that i'm kind of half expecting uh right now uh, and that's due to lack of hospitalization well, for people. Bec- well, here's here's the thing because see, it right now like timing is crucial. Uh, as anybody who's listening to this and as we're talking about it, it is uh, it's Wednesday, March 11th right now, and um, really every day, uh, every day counts for a lot right now because the way what I think people are having a hard time wrapping their head around is the exponential growth of this stuff. Basically, everything kind of starts out slow, but things double every six days, you know? So some of the, uh, 
basically some of the modeling I'm, uh, I'm looking at and kind of going off of is projecting that we could probably have about four million cases by mid-May. Um, so that's pretty significant. So the goal right now is here is it's actually it's not to panic. It's not to despair, you know, because that's really not going to help anybody. But we do actually all need to take action. And I could not be more serious when I say like this is incumbent on all of us to, um, you know, to actually take these super necessary steps now, because we have the very good fortune of seeing how this played out in, you know, the entire Eastern Hemisphere. And it's like, okay, cool. We know what to look for. We know what needs to get done to slow the spread of this thing. Because the truth is that we are probably going to get it. Me, you, probably people listening to this. Well, um, what's to say that we don't already have it? You know, because I've heard before they started reporting, reporting in the last couple of days, someone shared with me a couple of weeks ago or about a week and a half ago that we that there were already a few cases in Orange County. And I don't remember it being reported heavily at that time. And then, well, you yeah. know, now it's because starting to pop up. Officially, well, I mean, okay, this is again going back to the president, but they've actively suppressed testing and they don't want people to get tests. Because if we actually were testing people at the scale that we need to be, then we would have understood very early on the, the problem that we were facing. We, we could have taken a lot more preventative measures. But what they've done is they've actually suppressed tests so nobody in the U.S. can get tested. So it looks like the U.S. has very few cases. But the thing is, is it what that, really? That's what they're doing. That's they're, what they're, they're not doing. Allowing people to test like so people have tried to you get can't, tested. You can't get a test right now. If really? we if we definitely had it, we had every symptom. We could not get a test right now. So then how are they confirming the cases that they have been so far? Because state government state. And local, like local governments, are just saying, "Okay, wow, we are not going to get any help from the federal government." And even still, like some of them have some testing capacity, like up in Washington now. They just, they just kind of finally got it. Um, the CDC is, I mean, obviously there's a giant clampdown on those. So you know, just to, um, like, we are ranking dead last in the developed world right now for people who are being tested. Uh, so let's see for. Uh, Let's see. At the, at the top end, uh, for every million people, South Korea is testing 3,692 people. Um, for every million people, we are testing five. Yeah. So we have, uh, they're testing 10,000 people a day over there. As of March 8th, we had tested 1,700 people. And now, this Go is... Ahead. Yeah, uh, again, okay, well, I said I wasn't going to harp so, on this too much, I, but I think no, it, no. it is it is important to point out that we actually, this, our government rejected the test that was being passed around by the international community, trying to give people, you know, a heads up. They rejected it because they wanted to make their own test, which they could charge for. Um, and so they did that in January, at the beginning of all this, and then they found out, oh shit, the test we made doesn't work. So they had to recall all of them and then scrap all that. So we didn't kind of get a start on making them until February, still rejecting the WHO ones. And now you can get a test for the low, low price of $3,000. So, um, yeah, yeah, that is the situation. This is the late stage capitalism hellscape that we have built. And this is why we've ra raged against this for so long. And this is why a lot of people are, um, they're going to die. So, I mean, okay, I, I cannot, it, again, I don't want to panic everybody, but the situation is really bad and nobody's acting like it's bad. Um, so here's what we got to do, okay? We need to know that, like, the biggest, the biggest um, complications from all this is going to happen if too many people get sick at one time. All right. So this is happening. We're seeing this in Italy and we're seeing this in Iran. Um, basically, everybody kind of got sick. They did not take the measures um, that they needed to quick enough. And everybody got sick at the same time. Everybody rushes over to the hospital and the hospitals get completely overwhelmed. And they literally don't have the capacity in the country to take care of those people. And then we see everything, fatalities from it spike. And that's not just from uh, coronavirus cases, it's from anybody trying to get into the hospital at that time. Because also this, this virus is hitting the healthcare workers in the front lines too, and that'll take them out of commission for two or three weeks. So we've got understaffed hospitals, 
not enough people to help out and not enough beds to take care of any of anybody not just those people so that is the that's the biggest problem that we got the only so way it, like what we need to do now is really take seriously all of these things that people are at least kind of familiar with now washing your hands sterilizing your phone staying away from each other canceling large public events not touching not getting within six feet of anybody else right because there's no way that we are going to actually stop this it's out now there's no containing it so everybody's going to get it at some point but what we can do is we can slow it down so the more seemingly extreme measures that we take now that is going to basically there's this this push right now for something called flatten the curve now the curve is there's a graph with several trajectories and unfortunately this is an audio medium um so you can't really see it but you can imagine it, it basically outlines what i just explained how everybody getting sick at the same time is going to overwhelm the system and crash it so if we space it out if you don't get sick for every day that you're not sick not needing medical attention is a win and every day that anybody you're not getting anybody else sick is a win because people that need care the most right now if they can go get it and then if they're good and we have enough time to cycle people out because because if once you get it pretty much everybody is developing antibodies for the virus and they can't get it again Right? right so we're building as, up an immunity to flu. it yeah as a species we all are kind of going through this right now so the longer that we can draw this out the more time it takes for things like you know healthcare workers on the front lines that's a real serious thing right but if they get it they become immune after they recover and they can get back into it so if we can delay things by weeks months that's going to save a lot of lives and that's yeah. going to save a so, lot of disruption too where do you think that people should be getting their information on the update updates of uh, the updated information of the virus itself? Do you think it should be the CDC or anybody? Do not who else listen do you... to uh, don't listen to the federal government right now because they are actively spreading misinformation, right? Like they're going on TV and telling everybody, hey, it's fine. Go to work. There's not a problem. You know, maybe it's better if we all get it at once and then we can just kind of kick this thing and it'll be OK. There are, so no CDC then. They're treating this like a PR problem when this is a public health crisis problem. And, you know, uh, their, their reckoning will come for that. But really, there is no time to dwell on the fact that this is very much, a lot of this is their fault. Um, but uh, that's what we kind of really need to do right now. So, uh, I mean, I know it sucks to have festivals and things like that canceled. I've got, uh, you know, a lot of my summer work that I usually do, that's all, that's all canceled. Maybe, you know. So where should people go to get their information, though, is what I'm asking. I mean, there's, let's see. Like, what I'm doing is sourcing this from other, uh, it's a lot of Twitter, right? And there's a lot of other governments around the world that are putting out a lot of really good information. The WHO, that is probably the primary source for all the stuff that's collecting right now and the latest updates and things. Um, I'm subscribed as well to like a New York Times um, pandemic uh, newsletter that's like kind of giving everybody the latest stuff and updates and shit like that. Um, but really at this point, I'm not sure how much more there is to learn, right? Uh, it, it's Right now, it, it's going to be a balance between finding... Because there's, there's not a... Like these... Everybody needs to get prepared now for the life disruptions that are going to come with this and that are going to come with the measures that we need to take to do this, right? Because in the U.S., it's not going to be like the entire U.S. gets the infection at once. It's going to actually pop up in small communities and little subsets, right? So, like, it's going on in Seattle right now, and it's not, uh, you know, it's not huge, here yet but it is definitely here and it's definitely underreported i've talked to multiple people already who have said who like i talked to somebody the other day who said she was asking me some questions about it and i said yeah no we should be real worried and then she's like oh yeah and then she's like i was sick a couple weeks ago she's like what are the symptoms and i'm like what do you wait you were sick like you know 
And like, how? What happened? And it's just like, oh, I had, uh, I had a fever. I had the worst like bronchitis, bronchitis cough of my life. Like I was coughing so hard, I was like throwing up. It just sucked, and I was just sweating and just miserable for like a week and a half, almost two weeks. And I was like, dude, that is exactly um, what. But why couldn't that like. be the regular flu, though? It could be the regular flu. The problem is that we are basically in a third world country and we have no way of knowing. Um, right. I, I think it would be, I mean, it's it's possible, but I'm not banking on that. That was the, oh shit, it's time to pull the alarm um, because it's here and we all need to um, be taking these steps interpersonally. And then we also need to be, um, I mean, we need to be calling for all of these things to be canceled because not canceling them is going to be so much more detrimental than that and uh, frankly it's, it's on us to protect all uh, everybody who's vulnerable and it's not just so then all, older people it's, what about what about the the people who are more concerned about uh you know their businesses their small businesses staying alive through this which if what we're saying is to stay home and not go out or do anything then that's you know how can it's just going to be catastrophic for that, wouldn't it? There, I mean, it's it's this or, like, mandatory lockdowns. Like, it's happening in Seattle. Basically, okay, we've been about 11 days behind Italy, right? The Everything started going over there, uh, started happening over there about 11 days before it started happening here. And we're on the same trajectory. Because that's the way that, you know, this stuff that doubles every six days. And, I mean, if you look at, you know, the numbers in the in the U.S., we had on February 26th, we had 15 cases. On March 4th, we had 111 cases. And on March 10th, we had 1,000 cases, right? This is going to keep doubling. And we are going to start seeing more and more of it. Right before I called, right before we got on, they just, did the, they just found out uh, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson both have it. Uh, right. So, well, I mean, I'm surprised we haven't heard a lot more of that from other celebrities or other people so far. I, I figure well, again, you know, he, we only know that because he was in Australia and that's where he was able to get in a test. Yeah. So let's just assume everybody like it's definitely going around and everybody's got it. And so the idea is, like you're saying, to, uh, you know, try to spread it out so that it doesn't all happen at the same time. So would you suggest that people who are under the age of, let's say, 50, if they get the symptoms, that they shouldn't try to go to the hospital? Should They should just try to ride Absolutely it out at not. home? Yeah, no. If you if you are not in a serious risk category, do not go to the hospital. Actually, if you think you right. have it at all, do not go to the hospital. You've got to call first. And right, right. unfortunately, um, really, I would only bother calling if you are, like, at risk. You know, if you have... Uh, you know, a history of res- respiratory problems. Which is going to be hard, though, because everybody's smoking. hypochondriac's asses are going to be fucking, you know, That's the thing, out. is we can't do that. We cannot overwhelm the hospitals right now. So unless, yeah. like, unless you're in the serious risk category, I say, I say write it out. Because it, I, I'm sure they're probably already, it, it's, it's starting to happen. And, um, I, I, again, I don't, I don't want to make everybody despair, but I mean, like, I was, um, you know, I, I looked at some of the uh, the translated. I, what I didn't kind of realize is that, oh shit, in the age of social media, and in a situation where there is such a like powerlessness, um, it's going to be kind of hard to see um, this stuff, uh, see kind of what's going on over there, and all this is going to play out in real time. And so I'm, um, yeah, it, it's, it's very, um, it's freaky stuff. So, um, that's why this is so important, you know, is that we all need to start taking these steps now. Um, there, yeah, the small business thing, that is kind of why in this country we are, uh, uniquely ill-equipped to handle a lot of this. Right, because we don't have, we're one of the only countries that does not have, uh, you know, paid sick leave, childcare, a healthcare system. Like the U.S. healthcare system is built for maximum profits, 
So there's been a giant drive over time to eliminate excess bed capacity in hospitals. And so the U.S. ranks 32nd out of 40 in hospital beds per capita. Um, so it's, it's going to happen fast, and it's going to feel like it happens all at once. And so really the way that we fight this is that if we take measures that seem unnecessary, because that's really what it is. Italy kind of had the same attitude towards stuff, and they're like, oh, okay, you know, it's a thing happening. Oh, okay, oh, oh well, we got we to gotta close down. I can't close down, you know, or like, oh, well, I was going to go that thing. And all of a sudden, like, it, it just kind of happens. Because like I said, it doubles every six days. Um, so things are going to just kind of hit us like a, uh, a ton of bricks. So it's time now for everybody to start making preparations to get ready for this, right? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I know we've seen it. I, it's, all over, it's all over our own Facebook feeds, people who are losing uh, you know, gigs and stuff like that and things that are uh, being canceled. Uh, that's going to keep, it's gonna keep happening. You know, so I think it is, it, there's a lot of, look, what we need to do is keep the pressure up also on our, uh, our government for, you know, relief on this stuff. Cause other major countries, Italy, for example, is like suspending mortgage payments. They are, uh, you know, we're, there's there's talk of guaranteed uh, mandatory sick pay or uh, guaranteed mandatory sick leave uh, being you know written into like an emergency law right now. Um, now, unfortunately, as of the time of recording this, the Republican Senate did um, kill that measure, and um, the president's press conference just now did not really give me any um, confidence that that was the direction that they're leaning in. Again. Uh, they can't, we need to keep the pressure up and the pressure is going to start building because they have been lying to themselves about how bad this is going to be. And so I, I realized that we are actually ahead of them, like kind of no more at the moment. And it's, um, you know, we, we need to fight for this. Like we need things like extending Medicare and Medicaid coverage to everybody. We need to freeze evictions. We need no string UBI programs right now. We need, uh, you know, we need to get rid of work requirements for SNAP and other assistance. We need humanitarian provisions for prisoners and, and fucking migrant camps at the border. Like, we need to pass some massive spending measures to keep uh, people on the front lines afloat. Um, and that's the thing, you know, is, is we're all going to need to take care of each other uh coming up here because i don't think everybody is really ready for how much this is going to turn everything on its head um it's uh yeah m mitigating those economic uh costs is going to be huge but the way that we protect it, we keep the worst of that from setting in is if we do take these measures that feel extreme. Because, I mean, I know it's it's really, it's hard. Uh, a lot of us live paycheck to paycheck. Uh, a lot of us make tips and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I, I mean, it, 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 the longer that we don't do that, the more it's going to hurt down the line. So I think it's... Uh, it's important that we all take a real sober look at what we're facing and we prepare ourselves, right? Um, I, uh, you know. So what about people, what about people with their jobs? Are, they, you, are you suggesting that they just quit their jobs? No, uh, no, I'm not suggesting that because people can't, people can't. And nobody's right. going to blame you if you do. Um, if you have the capacity to work from home, or, or take these measures if you're lucky enough to have that. Definitely do. And I think it's time to actually have conversations at work about this stuff. I actually just recently, uh, at, at my job, I just really started pressing this. Um, you know, I kind of said something a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, hey, are, what, are we doing anything? Do we have a plan? And they're like, oh, okay, no, we'll look into it. And today I was like really pressing. I'm like, hey, guys, guys, this, this is going to, we need to get ready for this. We need to have a plan in place for everybody to, to work remotely 
And if, if you can do that, you need to do that. Um, and, you know, non-essential stuff, you know, uh, I, I think going out, um, you know, just, just big public gatherings. I, I think if we don't need to have it, we don't need to do it. Um, we definitely shouldn't. If somebody, I mean, if you're, if you're sick and your job's in the line, it's at risk, or you need that money to get through to the next week, I'm not going to blame anybody who goes for that, right? I'm saying just take a good, a, a good measure of what you can and can't do. I mean, we really need to think about this. We all need to be having these very hard conversations right now. And we need to be organizing uh, together to to take care of each other, make sure we get through this. Um, yeah, no, the system is set up in a way to where it is impossible. It, it, frankly, it's fucked up that any of us, or that we would ask somebody who's, you know, on the front lines or just, they're barely scraping by. They work for tips to not go to work, to sacrifice, to bear the brunt of this shit um, because of the fact that we are so ill-equipped here is is largely due to the, you know, we're, we're talking about business decisions and giant corporations and the way that this country has been steered for the last 40 years has left us extremely vulnerable to this stuff. So there is that. Um, what I'm saying is everybody just needs to really take this seriously. If you can, uh, if there's any sacrifice you can make, this is probably the most heroic moment that this country has probably put forward in front of us as a generation, right? In order to step up and do the right thing. Because, yeah, we will, we will get through this. That's the important part. We will get through this. We will be okay. And we're going to come out on the other side of this. Me, you, anybody listening to this. There are people that won't. And um, we're going we're gonna to find our way back here, right? Like, I, I'm not going to say it's going to be easy, but we can do this. And <laughs> so, you know, big things, little things that you can do, things that I would say, you know, it, it, to build up good habits now, like washing your hands properly. I mean, I'm talking washing your hands for a full 20 seconds. And, uh, you know, that. so that is two happy birthdays, they say. Well, real quick, though. So I was listening to somebody else yesterday, and it was, it was a clip. It was on the Joe Rogan podcast. That guy, I don't know what his name is, but he was the first person that kind of put me in the way that you're talking right now. Whereas, you know, listening to the CDC, which is what everybody told me to listen to or whoever else, you know, uh, that says all the other stuff. He was the guy that said that it actually can just be passed on through breathing by being in the same room as somebody else and you, that you're breathing the air that they're breathing. Yeah. So what would like the washing the hands really, you know, uh, I mean, the washing that I get it. Wash like, your hands. Like I said, because... these are these are mitigation uh, measures, right? There's no way that I mean, not to say there's no way, but it is incredibly likely that we're all going to get it, right? Yeah. Because there's nothing That's you can I'm, do. Yeah. But if like the most important, the way that a lot of these diseases spread, and the the quickest way it's going to spread, is that it stays alive on contact on surfaces that it touches, and that is yeah, people can breathe. You know, they can get it on a on a handrail on the bus, you know? You go and you hold onto the bus and then you unconsciously touch your face, you just gave it an entryway to get into your body, right? So So what's the incubator period for this? Um like three, four days, something like no, that? No, no, the it it could be up to two weeks. That's the oh. that is what that's the one fact that has made this way um, way scarier and way more troubling than anything that we've faced before as far as a pandemic goes, you know, um, because you don't know you have it for a long time. And I think you can transmit it during that time, too. So even if you is feel it fine, possible for people's bodies or their immune system to fight it, like 
completely without getting it, even if they're around people? I think there's, I think there's, um, yeah, I think there's been some evidence of that, uh, that, you know, people that are very, people that are very young too. It's actually kind of, it's very strange, uh, that like people who are basically under like 10 are, are almost like immune to this, which is very odd. Um, we're all kind of learning this shit together, so I don't know what to make of that yet. Basically, the high-risk categories are, you know, are 70 and above. Um, and, uh, you know, pe- people basically 40 and under, everybody kind of shrugs it off. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not... S- it, it could yeah. either be a really shitty cold, maybe one of the shittiest colds yeah. you've ever had, but not life-threatening, you know? Right. Um, so another thing nothing. is, where the origin of this? Uh, no, obviously it's from Wuhan, China. But what? Cre- so are we able to rule out all of these conspiracy theories and nuts? You know, cases, the stories that people go into about you know uh, it being intentionally spread and created by so and so, and you know, with with certain motives. Have you heard anything like that, or have you? Uh, I I. You I've heard that, and that is preposterous by any you know uh, measure that I've kind of that that I've seen. Um, a right. lot of people came out very early and said, "Like this is not." I mean, it's COVID nineteen because there's eighteen other ones. Like SARS yeah. is another uh, piece of this. It, 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 this was it, somebody said this was and- one of the most predictable natural disasters that we could have ever faced. Because we know that there's, so the diff- there's animal to human jumping and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, it's it's not a conspiracy theory. That is... And between SARS and this, though, was the main difference just that we were able to somehow contain it earlier? Yeah, uh, because SARS... I mean, SARS is much deadlier if you get it. And I right. think it's a little bit... I think it's harder to spread, but you, but you knew pretty much right away... And so it was, and there was also, there was active measures in order to keep this thing under control. So like, that is how we usually handle pandemics. Again, the president fired the entire U.S. pandemic team in 2018, gutted the budgets and never replaced them. So that's the situation we're looking at in this country. Um, And so if you look at places like, uh, you know, like Singapore, Actually, they were very proactive from the very beginning of this back in December, and they have basically kept their cases. They've had like one depth and kept their cases down to like 20, and they took aggressive early measures, and that is looking like that saved them like completely. What were the measures they took? Did they ban inside and outside travel? Yeah. They, they banned it, and then they were able to keep it contained enough to where they could trace who had the infection. That's how we usually stop these things and keep them from going out. That's why Ebola, what, SARS, all this stuff was fine because it doesn't actually leave the containment area. We know who was infected and we know who got them infected and we're able to follow these people, make right. sure that they don't infect other people and wait it out, help them, and so they get you know they get better. The problem is that that ship has sailed. Uh, that ship sailed a while ago. And I, I right. barely any country in the world has actually been able to accomplish that. Um, but it's definitely here. The yeah, so but what what has their economy were they able to like you know be stable, uh, remain uh stable, or had did they take a big hit? Like, uh, what, what were some of the results from, from that? I think they're a little bit better off than us, but you know, the, the truth is that it's a global economy, so even if we had all the right measures, um, you know, our interdependence with I mean, places like China and other places around the world that um. That means it's kind of all, everybody's getting dragged out at the same time. Um, and so, so do you think that Disneyland should just close indefinitely? Yes, absolutely Disneyland should close right now. Would they ever try to force them to do that? Or do you think that that would ever happen? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, they started to lock down places in, um, in Washington uh, around those areas where the outbreak is the worst because I think they were really like the first big epicenter of it. New York, I think, is probably about to go on lockdown too, so it can it can happen here. Now it's it's difficult to enforce all that 
but um, right. Based, and and like, lockdown also does not mean like I also you know I, the thing that made me feel like made me feel like we're going to be okay is when I saw a couple weeks ago that in Wuhan, China, their KFCs were still functioning. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Now it's a little bit weird. They had like. Everybody had gloves on, and they're like they're using a touchscreen to order, so they don't actually have to like see each other there. Everything's very sterile. And then like they had like a delivery driver go and drop something off, and they they put it in like a neutral space. You know, they like drop it off, and they walk away, and then sit, the person who was picking it up goes walks and grabs it and walks back in. So it's like life is going on. You know, if you look at where it was the worst in uh, China, they still kept it together, right? Now, they have a lot of capacities that we don't to keep a lid on some of this stuff. But uh, I I still believe in us because even though the federal government has completely, uh, catastrophically fucked this up, we do have very competent state governments, very smart ones too. And especially in this state, in California, we have... I mean, we are the fifth, like, we're like the fifth largest economy in the world. And we have a giant budget surplus. We are actually making more money than we're spending. And so we have the capacity to take care of everybody. We could, and there's definitely talks about this right now. Um, Gavin Newsom, at the, uh, at the head of all this, I'm thankful for him <laughs> this, uh, this month. Because, you know, I do have more faith that there are going to be some measures taken to protect people from evictions, to protect people from lost wages and things like that, to keep uh, food together, to keep emergency uh, uh, hospitals and, and, and bedding together. You know, they, the state has been pretty proactive in um, managing this crisis. They are taking action way quicker than some other places are. And so um, that is definitely it's it's reason to temper down a little bit to understand like hey we're going to get through this it's going to suck but we are going to get through this and we need to take care of the people who we know that are vulnerable um, you know it, it's it was tough I. Uh, I went over to my uh, my parents' house the other day, and I was like, "Look, I I can't. I I don't think it's a good idea to get next to grandma." And I could tell she was so scared, and that's really hard to watch. But we need to do everything to keep ourselves healthy, so that we keep everybody around us healthy, and that this thing trickles in. And luckily, we have had. I mean, we had a bigger head start than almost any other country in the world. And now a lot of that has been squandered uh, by the federal government's response to this. But there's, there are a lot of people who have been on top of this since the beginning. And I think California has been on top of, you know, we need kind of pop up emergency rooms and things like that. And all of us individually we need to understand that like there we can't just bank on a savior so we need to be making sure that we are taking this very seriously and that we're doing everything we can to prevent this stuff now one more thing about the actual virus itself it was said in some something that somebody shared like coming from china about a week or two ago uh, or no about a week ago that um the virus won't last through severe heat is that true or is that a myth? That is, I mean, that's a possibility. So okay. that is how a lot of, like, that's how, like, the normal flu works. It can't thrive in heat, but it comes back during the winter. So, I mean, with any luck, I don't want to get everybody's hopes up or nothing like that, and I don't want to bank on it, but with any luck, if it gets hotter here uh, sooner rather than later, yeah, we could actually see the virus start to dwindle down and start to go away uh, for the summer. And if that happens, mm -hmm. that would probably be, that would be enough time for people to get it in small, 
batches, small doses, for things to even out more and to flatten the curve. That's that's the theme. We got to flatten that curve. As you imagine the bar graph of everybody, um, you know, kind of going upwards and so you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna make that the episode uh, thumbnail. All right, the curve, so everybody can see what I'm talking about. Um, we need to flatten that out. And so if summer hits and this virus reacts in the same way that uh, other ones do, yeah, we could definitely see that. We could see it reside. We could see things smooth out, and we can definitely ease the impact of uh, what would happen. Um, also, uh, once enough people get the virus, like we all, most pretty much everybody recovers, and then we build up antibodies to it, and so that we're not getting it again. So once enough people get the virus, we start to build up a herd immunity to that. So that the virus cannot find anywhere to attach to, it starts to die out more naturally on its own, and we're gonna see a giant slowdown of cases. Now like in Wuhan, cases are already slowing down dramatically. Uh, Japan, cases slowing down a lot too. Um, there are places in the world to look that, uh, you know, that are more hopeful. You know, um, right. And then we One are probably things- about 17, 18 months away from a vaccine, which I think will finally get rid of this thing completely. Yeah, and it'll be yours for the very low price of $100,000. Well, luckily uh, enough, there is a provision in the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, the same one Republicans are trying to kill in court right now, but they will not be able to kill it before this part takes effect. But there's a provision written in there that says that if there's a major pandemic outbreak and we develop a vaccine, we need to we need to we need to make that vaccine available for free to everyone. Right. And so, yeah, <laughs> the, this politics and legislation shit's real yeah. important. So yeah, no, uh, that part I'm not I'm not as worried about. And, you know, we might Couple we might all things. spend some time, uh, 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 you know, hauled up together. So we'll <laughs> share some good movies to watch. You know, we'll kick it. There's gonna be, there's gonna be a lot less, um, you know, festivals and things like that to go to uh, this season. So, you know, fuck it. Let, let, let's uh, we can be couch potatoes together. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if that's all that we have to lose from it, then that's, you know, not so bad. But a couple more things I think that are very simple that could be added to go along with, uh, you know, the washing, 20-second washing of the hands and, and those sort of things would be to stay away from iced drinks or cold drinks, right? Um, drink hot liquor, hot water, hot liquids, because uh, supposedly that's better for you uh so that the disease doesn't uh spread as quickly is that something that you um i have not heard that um but i that was something i read from several places that that was something uh you know definitely um the the water the just try to avoid ice which makes a lot of sense now why a lot of people in the last year i've noticed it was a much bigger trend uh in restaurants where people order water without ice, mm-hmm. like specifically ordering without ice, uh, you know, in all my years of serving, I definitely noticed a rise in that sort of thing in the last year or so. And hey, maybe, you know, they're on to something. I personally drink hot water with lemon every single morning. And I am thinking that with the way that I am and how much I'm out and about doing all kinds of stuff, especially how the, the fact that I haven't gotten sick in the last couple of years at all, like since I've started doing this, that is certainly something that is beneficial and, you know, just a little something that you could do to try to add uh, to, you know, just another precaution that you could take. So doing that each morning, uh, plus it's good for you, fucking good for your stomach, your immune system in general. Um, I wholeheartedly and, endorse that idea because that's, yeah. yeah, that's fine. Like the important thing is also, not to panic. Don't go out panic buying masks. Don't go hoarding toilet paper. I don't know who to equip with that. Uh, there's no reason to think that we are going to see major supply chain disruptions that are going to actually stop us from getting food and shit like that. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, if you know somebody that's... Obviously, the situation changes if you know somebody who is, like, you know, a mobile or has special needs or something like that. Yeah, then then please do go out and make a plan. Make sure things are, are safe for that. But, like, I'm not... You know, I'm not stocking up on food. Uh, I'm not going too crazy with it. I am, you know, 
in a lot of ways still kind of going about my life there's just a couple things that got to change and you know i know my summer plans are going to be a lot less interesting but um you know we i i do believe that we are going to be okay but it is important not to sugarcoat things and it's important that we very clearly communicate uh communicate the risks so that everybody knows hey this is serious like you know I get it. I, like, I was just shocked the other day when people are still, uh, you know, spreading memes like, oh, okay, they told me to worry about SARS. They told me to wor- be worried about Ebola and shit like that. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's uh, that's not the thing to worry about, really. So that's, yeah, that's why I think it was important to take a very real look at uh, what could happen and what's probably going to happen and what we could do to stop it. All right, guys. So that means no more Corona memes uh, about the beer or just memes in general or joking around. Uh, you know, oh, it's look, not we can, even funny. We can, jo- we can joke. Once everybody gets it, how serious this yeah. is, then we can go back to jokes. Well, I'm saying mostly because they're just not even funny. They're anymore. not good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, a lot of them are really bad. It was funny for like the first week and then it's just kind of, you know, it's one of those things that this is part of the virus, having to deal with the stupidity that goes behind it. One of the better memes that I did see was one from Men in Black with Tommy Lee Jones and Will uh, Smith where he said, uh, a person is smart. People are dumb. And I hate to say it, people, but as a whole, we need to do a lot better. We need to stop going to fucking Costco and hoarding toilet paper and water as if that is going to protect you from the fucking virus. I think perhaps the best meme was when there was one where a guy with the doctor there and the doctor's like, yeah, you have the virus. And he's like, that's impossible. I have 400 cases of water. And, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, it's just like, this is unreasonable. So stop doing that kind of shit. You look stupid when you're racing in Costco for that kind of stuff anyways we should all just convert over to bidets now anyway this is a clear sign that toilet paper is out and bidets should be in I've heard nothing but great things from people I heard that once you go bidet you never go back so we should all consider that maybe that should be something that uh, I'm I'm really disappointed that wasn't once you go bidet it's here to stay but, oh, okay. Well, that you know, I'm not. I'm not as clever and witty as that. I'm just too busy I, I thinking cannot, about my butthole getting cleansed right now. <laughs> I can't so. wait for the toilet paper shortage just to have an excuse to shoot hot water in my asshole every day. That sounds that sounds delightful well, and very clean. If you're if you're privileged enough to have something like that, I think that that's something we should uh, write or talk to. Uh, you know, to whoever. I've got a shower. You know, talk and to I'm our officials. Flexible. Oh, well, yeah. That's all you need. That's... Just a little ingenuity. I've seen it. I've seen it. You know, Anyways. Go, 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 watch some, uh, go watch some clips, some, some TikToks. I don't know if that's what you do, but go watch those. Of the, like, there are people, in, in, people who are in quarantine, bored, making kind of ridiculous shit, you know? And we all need each other for this moment, right? So let's this not forget to laugh. True. Let's not forget to have fun. And yeah. let's, you know, just be there for each other as well. This might truly be the best blessing in disguise for me because I have so much creative shit that I need to get done and staying home would certainly allow me to do so. But I fear that my job being that I'm the only one that has to actually show up is going to be like, uh, yeah, you still got to show up. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Nobody comes into my spot anyway, so I'm pretty good. (laughs) I think think I'm chilling there. You know, I'll just play my my synthesizer like I did for two hours today when nobody walked in. So anyways, uh, uh, let's stay safe out there, everybody. Let's not uh, wish or hope for the best. I have a lot of things to reconsider uh, now with, you know, all of the things that uh, are coming up that I'm part of. This is an awkward. This is the most awkward plugs segment that I think we've ever run into. Yeah, so, you know, for now, it's going to have to be uh, stay tuned because I saw one of the events that I was going to that I wasn't actually plugging for for myself or anybody else, but one I was very much looking forward to, a local underground one, uh, kind of surprised, but it looks like the city of San uh, San Bernardino has advised them not to do it, and so that is on hold. And at the very same time, you know, as some of these are kind of dropping out, it is kind of a relief 
because it's like, well, I don't have to stress about getting there or doing that. You know, it sucks. I, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, make anybody bummed out for the people who bought their Coachella tickets or wherever. I personally have a lot of friends that are, are suffering from that, but I really do feel bad for the people who are dependent on gigs like this for work. So if you know anybody like that, now is the time to support your artist friends more than ever. Now is 100%. the time to go and and really, you know, donate what you can to them just out of the goodness of your heart, but you know, if they can get you can get something in return from it. Purchase cool, but now is the time like that. When yes, you do, when you we have each other out. We cannot let this madness, you know, uh really just devour our spirits and we cannot let it remove the one good thing that we have which is you know art in whatever form you know we need to remain uh we need to to have stuff to to keep us occupied you know we can't just get to lose ourselves to madness over this so um you know stay safe out there everybody do you have anything that you want to plug personally right now phil (laughs) not anymore well, yeah, so I mean, I, as I said, we do have uh, Art in the Park planned for this month on the 22nd, but uh, definitely going to be going and discussing with the team and seeing what's going to happen with that. Um, you know, uh, as far as I'm lucky, I'm not going to anything major or big, uh, which obviously would be much more at risk, I'd say, right? Um, so yeah uh we'll see we're, we're gonna we're gonna figure yeah, this out the problem and... is they shouldn't have tried to hold an election and teach americans how to wash their hands like in the same week it was just yeah. it was too much we got overwhelmed yeah 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 so you know pay attention people these are reasons why voting matters these are reasons why it's important to know who is making the laws because uh you know it's it's probably gonna get real real quick here and uh things aren't going to be as funny or as uh, nonchalant as they used to be. So get with it. But we will persevere. Yeah. Anyways, thank you all for tuning in. We don't want you freaking out. Go out there and do nothing anywhere out there, actually. Stay in there. Stay stay in there. FaceTime your friends because you can't send the viruses through FaceTime. Uh, You know, uh, just hang out. And, and check don't in, get your... check in with the folks who are vulnerable right now too. I'm sure it's gonna yes. mean a lot. Like, don't panic them, but mm. you know they're scared. So take the time. Take the time to uh, just be with them, help them out. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna be assigning homework for people while we're on our, uh, you know, on our little uh, homestays because. You're not just going to get off the hook by doing nothing watching, but watching Netflix and shit the whole time. You guys are going to do some creative shit. I'm going to come back with some assignments. All right. Anyways, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we hope and wish the best for all of you out there. Stay safe. And until next week, let it bleed.